<laughs> that's a good law. <laughs> Isn't that, that's, so this is uh, I this like is that. Ed. The, the line that I read, and I'm like, oh, this is a this is a pretty cool story. I, we could uh, we could make something out of this. Yes, uh, that would have been the hook for me because I like I I'd like to adopt Hoot's Law because <laughs> right. I know I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna steal this one uh, with uh, my students very yes. soon. I I can I can tell. That's perfect. The Great Dive Podcast is hosted by your buddies, James and Brando. councils with a pressure gauge and a depth gauge and a computer and a compass and a watch and a knife and a slate you know all on one you know that's a pretty hefty gauge council but hey let's um let's talk about something a little bit different today it's, okay. it's kind of related to scuba diving. Well, I'm I'm listening, it's but it's actually it's the completely opposite of scuba diving. Interesting. But it it shares a lot of similarities, and that's going to outer space. Well, yeah. In fact, the, the NASA it's very similar astronauts yeah. we know do a lot of their work and practice in a pool, right, to simulate uh, the. And, right, you know, and then of a lot of, so you have a lot of the safety right. divers in the water. So, yeah, outer space does involve a lot of scuba, and you deal with pressure changes in a different way. But well, not not really in a different way. You're you're going from, you know, less than one right, to one, right? right? So yeah. it's like you're you're decreasing pressure, which is where we run into our hazard or our, our biggest hazard. Right, right. Decreasing pressure, right? I just meant in yeah. the opposite way. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Abs- absolutely. I agree. I'm with you. It's not much of a stretch for in my mind to, to go and talk about uh, space. And although scuba, scuba divers have, you know, for the most part, there's one display dashboard on your gauges. You, you may be like an old school guy with one of those big, long plastic councils with a pressure gauge and a depth gauge and a computer and a compass and a watch and a knife and a slate, you know, all on one. You know, that's a pretty hefty gauge council. You know, you, very popular in the 80s and 90s, but you don't see anything like that too much anymore. Those astronauts. Yeah, because they started using them, James. They started using them as like, this is stupid. This is crazy. Why do I got this big old hunk of, yeah. Yeah, so the astronauts have a little bit more gauges and knobs to turn and switches to flip than the typical diver. But 
there's an interesting story I came across about the astronaut's guide to problem solving, which I thought may give us something interesting to talk about for up-and-coming scuba divers trying to get beyond just the basic handheld dive and a, a way to look at being able to think underwater. I thought it was kind of interesting. Cool. Yeah, I could see that. That problem-solving matrix that they, they teach, I'm sure, is very relatable to scuba divers. How do you approach And this story problem? is kind of focused on one specific area. Hoot's Law. You ever hear of Hoot's Law? Old Hoot. No. Do you ever see Black Hawk Down? No. Do you ever seen a grown man naked? Do you ever, uh, <laughs> do you like movies about gladiators? No. Uh, Hoot was the CIA guy in uh, Black well, Hawk Down. Well, in this Down. case. He was a cool mother. You gotta be cool. If you're gonna have a name like Hoot. Hoot. Old Hoot. He was a bad mamma jamma. You didn't want, you did not mess with Hoot. But I always thought that's a cool name. And now you have a law. Hoot's Law. Hoot's Law. Well, this is, I, I found this on that website, Medium. You you spend a lot of time on the internet. I'm looking for stories, looking for something relevant for the people out there. Sure. It's called research, Brandon. It's called research. Honey, it's just research. <laughs> Former NASA astronauts. Captain Robert Hoot Gibson and General Charlie Bolden share lessons learned in NASA's flight simulator that helped shape how the crew collaborates in space. Cool. Yeah, um, because like underwater, when you go down with three people, you got to come up with three people. Well, it's it's. Nice. Well, there's there's some people that make it a priority. Some people, if it happens, it exactly. happens. We only lost one today. He should be. He'll be. Nah, he'll be up soon. That, this always happens. I was gonna say that was an actual line and not a joking line at the at the dock one day. We only lost one today. They didn't lose them. You know, in the sense of death, they just lost him, and he they had to wait for him to come back, but not lost permanently. Exactly, I don't want people to lose their minds on. He's joking about a fatality. That's not off my board. I, I don't say I wouldn't do that. This is the Great Dot Podcast where fatalities. There's humor in fatalities, even. If you yes, if you look if you look long enough, yeah. you should be able to find a little bit of humor in anything. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Well, when you're in a space shuttle and you've got seven people with you that all have to work together in order to make sure mm-hmm. everyone gets the the job done and everybody gets home, you need to be able to have a way to communicate and. I mean, you, you could see that, like when we did the uh, the story about C-Lab, right? Uh, the ability for the people to work together psychologically right, and emotionally. Yes, that's key. Key. Right, where you don't... That's probably the most important thing. Yeah, yeah, factor, I would have to it? say it definitely is. Like where, where yeah. you realize that the whoever's the captain 
right? And whoever's the lowest level, you know, janitorial job has got to have the same level of say, you know, at at some point of being able to see a problem and have the others respect your opinion, right? Yeah, that has a lot to go to do with the ego and and personality, and uh, and that's why you know yeah. you you and I mentioned critical critical many times on this show about having the trust me dive and the problem with it being is when somebody who really is beyond their experience and and well beyond their training might not be able to be in a position where they can voice that concern or think that they're going to be taken seriously because they don't really have the credentials to to back up saying something to that superior diver you know that's that's right. one aspect of it that right. we haven't they, really looked at in the past is would they even have the well, yes. you know courage to say whoa we're doing something stupid right now right right and should something happen to that that leader to take do they over, have the yeah. training to, yeah, to, to even know how to get themselves and that leader back Yeah, out. so having everybody on the same page and everybody at the same ability, especially for the higher-level dives, I mean, it's, you know, is where mm-hmm. I'm ultimately mean. I mean, it's not a going from 60 feet to 80 feet type of a dive necessarily. Right. Have you ever heard about Hoot's Law? I haven't. Not until you mentioned it. Began Captain Hoot Gibson breaking a long and cold silence in NASA's flight simulator. Have you ever heard about Hoot's Law? So Charlie Bolden, Hoot's close friend, colleague, and co-pilot for the upcoming 24th mission of NASA's space program, shook his head no, just like you. He still held in his hands the flight controls of the simulated space shuttle, which, as a result of his own mistakes, had just lost two engines and crashed into the ocean. It's a bad day. No, you haven't, Bolden continued sheepishly. What is Hoot's law? With a wry smile, Hoot placed his hand on Bolden's shoulder and answered, no matter how bad things are, you can always make them worse. <laughs> That's a good law. <laughs> Isn't that, so this is, uh, this I like is that. The, the line that I read. I'm like, oh, this is a, this is a pretty cool story. We, could, uh, we can make something out of this. Yes. Uh, that would have been the hook for me because I'd like, I, I like to adopt Hoot's Law. <laughs> right, people. I know. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna steal this one uh, with uh, my students very soon. Yes. I, I can, I can tell. That's perfect. Well, I can see that that is something to always keep in your mind. No matter how, how bad things get, you can always make them worse. And uh, so, keep that in mind as you address a problem. You're, you're like, oh, can't get any worse. So we just started, you know, pure. Macho, you know, ah, get out of my way, take your gear off and swim through the wreck, kind of thing. No, you can't. Yeah, no kidding, right? So, so he says, feeling the size of a pea, Bolden shifted in his seat until Hoot added, Bolden shifted in his seat until Hoot added, but don't worry, 
It happens to the best of us. Do you know who played Hoot in Black Hawk Down? Uh, uh, you know Black Hawk Down. Black Morgan Hawk Freeman. Down is a true story, or at least no. <laughs> Could you see Morgan Freeman as a CIA op, a, a uh, black ops guy? <laughs> uh, uh, Dudley Moore. Was it Dudley Moore? <laughs> Dudley Moore. <laughs> We're going backwards. Robert De Niro. I haven't Robert heard that name in a while. How did Dudley Moore come up? At, did you watch Arthur over the weekend? <laughs> that was that is what I was thinking was Arthur. No. Um, no, oh, Eric of Banna. course, Eric Bana. <laughs> According to Bolden, Hoot was more than a commander for the STS-61C space shuttle crew. His leadership style was like that of a father figure, as he reminded his team that deaths in the simulator were the exact reason why we trained. Hoot's loss... He's more like a father? Was he like, hey, pick up that shit. What's wrong with you people? Is there anything in that noggin of yours? <laughs> what the hell? Why am I all... Why, when I need my keys, I can never find them? What did you guys do with them? <laughs> Hoot's law, said Hoot was established not because of Bolden's error, but because of his own personal mistakes. Long before Bolden ever crashed the simulator into the ocean, Hoot himself made the simulated mistake of a lifetime. And this, and this is something that you get out of training with an instructor who is placed experience-building into the forefront of who they are as an educator, right? Which you keep going back to right. time and time and time again, you know, uh, the value of someone who's dove hundreds and hundreds of dives versus I became an instructor on my 100th dive. Yeah, right. There's the value. Right. And all I've dove all is here, here in wherever tropical right I mean, because it's somebody who's taken the time and in years if not decades of gaining experience right that person is going to have the the calm of mind to admit to having made mistakes that they've learned from mm -hmm. that they know other people are going to you know make a mistake versus that newness arrogance of you're so good you're so new that being good means not make not making mistakes right versus knowing right. that everybody at any point can make a mistake yeah mistakes are going to be made that's the only guarantee man so he says we were in the simulator on our way to space the booster rockets had burned out and it was time for them to separate, recalled Hoot. A warning flashed for the SEP inhibit, which meant the boosters were not coming off like they were supposed to. Uh-oh. Yeah. Probably the, the two sounds you never want to hear <laughs> in a space <laughs> capsule are, uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Right, and this, this is the reason why I don't use comms underwater, right? Because I never want to hear. Yeah, I that's never just hear excess noise. Yes. That 
Uh oh. <laughs> and the thing is, like, if I were diving with my wife, she would say "uh oh" a lot, you know, "uh oh," and I you'd get worried because I got this top side. I get oh, oh, oh my god, and I'm like, "What is it?" You know, I lo- I can't find my sock or something s- silly. Or like, does it Why need do to be you- that dramatic? It's just. A- do you have to yeah, say, "Oh my God"? Yeah, just, just look for your <laughs> sock. The- exactly, or just say, "I can't find my." You know, hey, honey, you see my sock? No, I get a. Oh my God! Oh my God! Oh, this is not oh. happening right now. Jesus! <laughs> exactly, exactly. What happened? So that would be her underwater. Mind. Is the roof caving in? <laughs> well, we have that husband-wife team, friends of ours that dive with full face and in comms. I don't know how. I don't do either. It. Good on them, I guess, but I can, I'm like. We're approaching the end of our no decompression limit, honey. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> honey, honey, we're approaching our no decompression limit. I want you to be advised. Uh-oh. What, what do you mean? Uh-oh. What do you mean? Uh-oh. uh-oh. What do you mean? Uh-oh. What? I don't think we got the garbage out. It's garbage day. Did you get the garbage I, I, out? I thought, I thought you were. You said you would take the garbage out this week. I did it last week. <laughs> uh oh, I didn't do it last uh, week either. This oh is, my god! This is not. The we have time two weeks of garbage. Having this discussion, we're we're supposed to be focusing. <laughs> we're, we're over our no decompression limit now. <laughs> uh oh, you know you remember it's it's Sylvia's birthday this week. We got to go I get. Thought a you gift. were going to get a gift when you were at the shopping mall last week. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> I uh I forgot to go to the shopping mall last week. Oh. Uh oh. Uh-oh. Is the uh have you have you checked the <laughs> SEP inhibitors? <laughs> oh, don't worry about those. <laughs> Quick as a flash, I reached over to the center console and grabbed the automatic manual switch, flipped it into manual, hit the button, and shut down all three engines. In my rush, I had flipped the external tank separate switch, not the SRB separate switch, and promptly. <laughs> that how could you do that? It's so one's green, one's orange. The SRB separates on the. That is the left. dumbest thing I've ever. <laughs> <laughs> the external tank separates on the right. You can't mess that up. Oh my God. <laughs> That's impossible. You have to try to mess this well, up. In the process, he promptly separated the tank and booster rockets. We slipped into the ocean where we all died. I killed my entire crew and never forgot about that. They deserved it. They probably deserved it. They lost <laughs> their dad's keys. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> God damn That's when I established, he says, Hoot's Law. <laughs> nice. No matter how bad things get. You can always make it worse. You can always make them worse. Oh, we have this problem. Well, I can uh I can top that. Um I, I can like I can remember being with a group of divers on a trip down into the Caribbean where this husband and wife team were you know, they weren't brand new. But they weren't experienced, right? They'd been diving for years. It had yeah. been a while since they'd been in the water. First time to this new place, dealing with currents. And 
in a group of, you know, 12 divers in the water, you know, two of them having issues on the descent with ear clearing, right? Because it, it's been a while, so they're trying to get back at it. Yeah. Right? You can see where a dive's going bad, right? Mm-hmm. And how it's very quickly going to get worse by their right. action as well as inaction. Both can have that effect underwater. Well, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes the action you take makes things worse, exacerbates problems, or creates an entirely Right, because as they're getting so wrapped up in this ear clear, right, they're just, like, drifting way, 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 way away from the group. Oh, yeah. I've got I've got stories like that. I mean, uh, dropping down on the Spiegel Grove with a couple of divers. One didn't test the scooter ahead of time, and he got so focused... On the scooter not working and messing with the scooter. Actually, I think the scooter is working. He was have, having a hard time. It was an old ga- It was a Gavin scooter, and he was having a hard time uh, pulling the pin out of the trigger to get it going. Just drifted, ended up in like a hundred and some odd feet of water on the bo- sandy bottom, not knowing where he's at. Yeah. So his focus, his sole focus. So I stayed with him. I'm the instructor who knows the direction to the to the wreck. But I, I went after him, so the three of us stayed together. Anyway, the long story short is focusing on one problem and not paying attention with your, you know, not having situational awareness. In my case, right, it could have been so easily to get wrapped up in the moment of the dive. Like, I've got right. my own dive buddy. I want to follow the group. I want to see the cool sights that the dive master was talking about on this dive versus being right. able to keep an awareness on these two knowing that next stop for them is some island, you know, a thousand <laughs> miles away, right? Yeah. No, okay, we got to deal with this, and then you guys got to get back over here because otherwise you're just going to mm-hmm. go about your dive in the middle of effing nowhere, right? And I remember right. we were doing a hot drop on a wreck, right? So these guys all right. drop in. It's one of their first dives, right, of this tech-level class, and... One dude out of the three is really nervous going in, right, and gets so fixated yeah. on do do I have all my gear with me as they're, like, dropping to the bottom and not paying attention to where they are. And same thing, they totally miss the wreck. Then, they, yeah. then on the bottom, yeah, there's a- <laughs> instead of, like, realizing <laughs> there's no wreck that we're supposed to. Of what we're supposed to be doing yeah. is diving the shipwreck. <laughs> we're just in the the ultimate max depth of the max depth that we had planned in sand. <laughs> nothing or nothing around whatsoever. Just, yeah. Yeah. I mean, in other words, you took something that was bad and you made it worse by not having the situational awareness, by not knowing where you were. And that's a huge thing. I mean, I mean, just two examples right there are people dropping into open ocean with you know ocean currents can be wicked like you're you're hundreds to thousand feet away while you're you're trying to you know right, mess with right. the bolt snap you know and your bolt snap you can't get it it's fumbling with your fingers next thing you know you are hundreds and hundreds of feet away from a either the group be the target or you know see the boat you are yeah the, the first thing on. we need to do <laughs> is get the dive started. 
right? When we've already blown right. that and you get fixated in, oh, I yeah. want to get my f-stop ready on the camera, right? As on that descent. Oh yeah. Well, that's an easy right? one. Right. Meanwhile, there. your team's splitting up. You're way off track, but you get lost in whatever doodad you happen to have brought with you that isn't even relevant at the point. Right? You don't even have anything to take a picture of. Right. What are you messing around with your camera for now when everything's already starting to go to hell? Like this decision to tinker with a mm-hmm. bolt snap right now when the first job was just to get to where we're supposed to be. Right. Know where you're at. Well, we've had dives. Even even inside of wrecks, relatively shallow wrecks, you know, 60, 80 feet wrecks. And we're in, we're deep inside. You and I had this. Scratched my oh, dry yeah, suit. yeah, yeah. You remember that when I scratched my dry suit? I think of how badly that could have really went because I was oh, blue yeah. when I came out of the water. You know, my whole body was pretty much blue because the water was 40s. I'm just thinking because it started happening and I actually entertained the idea of, well, we were, we were still heading in. I'm like, we, we still got more to do. We can right. stay here for a little while longer. I'm not that yeah. cold. <laughs> but by the time I got out, I was cold. I was, yeah. Yeah, how how about that for Hoot's Law? Like, how much worse Yeah, you, you could have made that? Oh, yeah, could easily. By making that the one decision of, oh, let's just go a little further. I'm right. okay. Fortunately, I don't have any <laughs> ego. <laughs> I don't need to keep So it. when the two astronauts sat together in the simulator with less than a year until the crew's scheduled launch date, it was a perfect opportunity for Bolden to learn Hoot's Law. On the day I learned about Hoot's Law, we had lifted off in the simulator and instantly lost one engine, recalled Bolden. You hit the ES, the ESB uh, <laughs> auto manual switch. That's what I do. It's the green and white striped one. The white one? The white <laughs> at, one? At 11 o'clock. The white one with two green stripes or the green one with one white stripe? <laughs> exactly. I can't. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> There's a lime green, and there's a, this a looks grass. Like forest green. <laughs> Can I get a light on in here? <laughs> Who made these shuttle capsules so dim? Why does everything have to color coordinate? <laughs> I quickly went to work, diagnosing the problem and determined that the engine failed because of an electrical problem. I told Hoot about my diagnosis. And thought I'd work the procedure to resolve it. Say, plug it back in. Just no, plug it even in. Better, even better. <laughs> did you did you check it to see if it's right. turned on? <laughs> he gave me the okay and flew through the procedure. <laughs> and I flew through the procedure completely by myself. <laughs> I'm okay. He circled his fingers. That was my first mistake, he says. I identified the electrical system I believed was the source of the problem and shut it down before Hoot could say another word. You son of now, a this bitch, is, Bolden. This reminds me of in the chaos of our last recording of the Zoom party. Um, Larry made yeah. such a great statement of when you feel something's wrong on the dive with, with your teammate mm-hmm. and, you, and you, you go to Trust check him. on it. Don't just accept an okay from somebody, right? If you genuinely mm-hmm. thought there was something wrong, get to the bottom of it and don't just accept an okay. I like it. I mean, there's a lot of little things you can, I mean, if you asked 
a thousand instructors, you know, what's one law that you would put in your diving instruction or to, to give to your students to pass on? They'd, you might get a thousand different answers, but I mean, uh, like this Hoots Law. It's a very is good one, right? Good because one. how many times have you heard yeah. the story? Well, he gave me an okay. I mean, I, right. I, countless yeah. times. Well, we talk about this all the time. <laughs> the old okay sign is, it's, uh, while it's helpful in one sense, it's probably at the root of a lot of uh, well, exactly, problems. and and this is like what we just looked at the couple of examples that we were looking at before, right? When I had those two divers in that big group that I was with, clearly not doing good, having trouble with their ears, losing sight of the group, not having any idea where they were in in the space of the world, right? right? But we're flashing okay signals. Like every like we'll we'll be fine. <laughs> no, you're definitely not fine, right? And the and the the team yes. of divers going down to do that hot drop, all flashing. Okay, 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 just incessantly flashing. No, clearly you're not okay. We mm-hmm. we haven't even. You guys are focusing on this other part of the dive. We're not even doing the dive you guys were supposed to be doing. Have you forgot about that? That mm-hmm. giant wreck right over there <laughs> that we're leaving that you're not even aware of being in the water with. It quickly became very quiet. In my rush, I had shut down a good bus, not the bad one, and taken out a second engine. I accidentally <laughs> tripped on the cord because somebody laid it across the front of my seat. When I was getting up to go get my coffee, I tripped on the cord, unplugged both engines. Son of a... <laughs> it's Uh-oh! a bad day. <laughs> of... Uh-oh! Uh-oh! <laughs> oh, man. You can get to space if you lose an engine, even early in flight. You cannot get to space if you lost two engines early in flight. It took away our ability to abort, and we slipped gently into the ocean. After that day, I always remembered Hoot's Law. The similarities between Hoot and Bolden's mistakes highlighted a critical lesson for the STS-61C crew and many astronauts after. To err is simply human, so we should do everything in our power to take care of each other by working in pairs for critical evolutions such as failure analysis. Teams. Teams. The power of teamwork, yeah. The power of teamwork. Two two brains are better than one. I mean, I, I guess you can't say that as a blanket statement because two morons... Are exponentially. Uh, yeah, I, I okay. think there's Two definitely a, uh, a a curve there. Right, but two well-trained people, you start to narrow that that margin of error making exponentially because they there's little check and balance kind of stuff right, going. especially when we c- come to the agreement that anybody can voice their opinion. And we have to sort it oh, out yeah. logically. Yeah. Right, exactly. I mean, that's uh, at the cornerstone or one of the cornerstones of, well, tech diving. I call it any diving, but tech diving in particular, you can thumb to dive. Anyone can just give the thumb, and you don't give them any sh- shit. You don't say nothing. Yeah, you can thumb it's the over. dive, and then... Right. But still, there's a, a mission to finish, right? There, there's still... Oh, yeah, but that that doesn't mean everything. We just go, okay... We're done. <laughs> well, because I think that's a lot no, of, of what new up. divers, the critical part, 
right, that are that have just had some basic recreational education, the thumbing of the dive is mm-hmm. the aborting of the dive and just going to the surface. Maybe, you know, maybe control right. the speed of which you ascend a little bit, but we're, we're getting out and we're going to deal with it up there versus knowing that at the point of thumbs really begins the important part of the dive. So everybody's still got to keep right. their head above you know, amongst themselves and keep their head within the team of divers there so that we all get home safe. Yeah, right. And and maybe knowledge of why you're thumbing the dive early, why the plan right. is And underwater, yeah, you don't, you can't really sit in there and have this critical. conversation. I mean, you could pull out some wet notes, but, you right. know, t- to be able to realize, whoa, 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 why are we calling the dive this early? And not just mm-hmm. accepting an okay that we're going to thumb the dive, but making sure that everybody's clear right. and understanding why we've just made that decision and what we're altering on the trip home. Right. Yeah. Do you not feel right? Gas? Did you have a gas problem? Gauges problem? Yeah. yeah not leave it. Yeah. Not letting anybody be in the dark. Hoot's right. Law was just one of many examples of how the crew came to function as a team with a single rule set in stone. Anytime there is a malfunction, a minimum of two crew members must assess the situation and agree what is wrong before collaboratively making a decision. The secret to solving problems is teamwork, said Bolton. You may think you're good, but you're probably not that good. Yeah, you son of a bitch. Uh Uh-oh! Uh-oh, it's right. (laughs) Well, that, again, we get back to ego and personality and character and the critical, they're critical parts of being a, a good yeah, dive team Yeah, and this member. is what sets up the directory of dive buddies. When, when you're doing like the big right. dives that you want to yeah. do, right, the, the dives are at, mm-hmm. at your height of experience and training, right, where you're going to mm-hmm. be right on that edge of, you know, riding in that flow of comfort and... Mm-hmm. expedition right you want to have right. that trust right exactly you don't want to have in the back of your mind this guy or gal i'm with has such a big ego they wouldn't dare admit to it yeah failure. no kidding you know like could you imagine like could you imagine like mistaking the srb separate switch <laughs> and then just going <laughs> oh <laughs> but, no. but, but saying that, saying that all, all to yourself, like, oh shit, oh shit, and then, then trying to cover it up. Uh, um, how, has anybody, hey, who, who pressed this SRB has, button? Uh, anybody seen my SRB separate switch? It looks like some jackass pressed this button. Who pushed the do not push button? <laughs> exactly. Don't touch this button. He says, Hoot's Law enabled us to achieve so much cohesion as a team. All of us are only as good as humans as humans make mistakes. Consensus is one of the most powerful ways to eliminate risk, concluded Hoot. Unless you are taking a consensus in a group of idiots. Well. Which is, idiots don't know they're idiots is the problem. I think, uh. I, I think that's Brando's law. So that's yeah. Brando's law. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the caveat. The uh... <laughs> yes. 
It's a caveat to old Have you ever heard now. Brando's Law? <laughs> no, what's that? The problem with idiots <laughs> is they don't know they're idiots. <laughs> and idiots is a strong word. It's just like the, the thing about it's the whole you don't know what you don't know. So when you get a group of people that that haven't been through a bunch of training, have only got one point of view, it's very difficult to have a rational right, right. discussion. So the, the joke of idiots, maybe it's the, the, the problem with having an ego is that you don't know you have an ego. An ego. Oh, well, very good. Very good. Yeah. And, I mean, the other problem is it's very, you know, pushed, pushed through. I don't want to call it society, but whatever. The ego will get you through a lot of shit. And sometimes it does. It's, uh, it allows you to focus on the problem and not the fear growing inside you. Because your, your ego says, you're not right, afraid. Right. You're better but than But sometimes that. there yeah. really is an issue going on. <laughs> sometimes well, there you is. are there actually is making a mistake that you shouldn't <laughs> be making. And it's important yeah. to be able to have that clarity. Oh, and sometimes it's important to have that team in the water with you that can make that critical evolution and analyze the failure that's happening in a, in a clear state that you're not seeing. Yeah. The, uh, again, it goes back to, again, the thing with Hoot's Law. You have to remember that, yeah, can, you can make it worse and that having more brains on the, on the uh, mission is much more helpful. But if those brains are less ideally trained it, they're they can actually be a hindrance that's what i mean I, I, I'm well so i guess it. let me ask let me ask you so are, you got, what, you get, are what you you're saying are you saying yeah. are you trying to make the point of everybody should be trained to the level of dive that they're doing first and foremost oh by by all means the uh the you should be doing a dive to the level of the most minute the level of the dive should be to the least trained individual because what you're saying here is when it comes to the point of needing that additional decision making mind if you're not trained to the level of the of the dive that you're doing how are you going to add value to that decision like right. when when it when it needs Unless to really you're going... be made i get that so so many people right. live with the mentality of well one in a million dives that might happen Right, I think that's a that's a stretch of an eye. I could say one in one in a, a few hundred. Things are going to happen, no matter what, you know, you know Murphy's law, et cetera, et cetera. But if you dive long enough, you're going to experience pretty much everything. You know, it's like the I carry a mask on pretty much every dive, a spare mask in my pocket. And some people think I'm a little ridiculous. They've never had a mask fail. They've never had a mask implode on them or, or just fall apart. Right, and I have. And it was a good mask, but yeah, things happen. So, I mean, I guess what I'm getting at is Murphy's Law. It's going to happen. It's going to fail. Something's going to fail. And depending on who you're with, that's how the failure can be handled. And if your ego is going, well, I can handle anything thrown at Well, I remember a cave dive where we'd wanted to go down, got a little overwhelmed going in on the dive couple of little simple mistakes that weren't too big of a deal and then trying to you know you know one of the team members had an issue getting a spool out dealing with scooters Mm -hmm. there was a point where 
somebody needed to come in and just say, hey, let's let's we're done. Let's just forget. The, <laughs> but at the time, you know, the, the person who was going to make the jump was hell bent on. I've got to make the jump. Everybody's counting on me, getting the spool out, tying in and making this jump. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But at that point, what we needed was someone to come in. Yeah. You can always come back and do this dive again. Let's clean all this up, and we'll just scrub the rest of this. It was still a fun dive, right? But this is, this is right now is where it's, it's turning from the bad, and we are about to make it worse. As bad as this is getting, it's right. not going to get any better if we keep going. It's <laughs> only going to get worse. And I understand that sometimes it's really hard when you're trying to get something done to see that. So there's that value in, in those teammates that you can count on their decision-making to help you make the right choice. Oh, agreed. You know, you throw scooters in the mix and in the flow, and you're down at 100 feet, and you're probably t- not on mix. And, and it's tight. I believe you'd be. And, and, and so you're breathing, yeah, and it's tight, and it's serpentine especially. You know, that was – I remember doing Little River in my first full cave class. So it's like my – probably my fourth cave dive period and i'm down in serpentine and little river with little technique little to no you know good technique i had buoyancy control but i had no pr- great propulsion technique i had no understanding of the the you know how to use the uh walls in the cave to to get out of flow and stuff and i was just muscling it wait you had your certification but weren't perfect but weren't perfect no, already no <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, oh. I was in training. This was my fourth cave dive, period. So I was in, in full cave training, and I was in Little River. And, yeah, I just remember, like, the CO2 building up, and I'm going, I'm not going to make this. And I had to stop. Yeah, but and, and, even, and even stopping. First time I'd ever been Where you're like talking that. about, it's, you're getting your ass oh, kicked yeah. just trying to stay yeah. still. Right. You don't want to hold on to the walls or anything, and you're just like, holy. F-. And my instructor's just going ahead of me. Yeah, you know, this was what, early on. 90s, mid-90s? Mm, yeah, yeah. If had I not stopped, I could have made it much worse. It would have just been an unconscious body coming out of that, you know, being spit out of a little river. That was, I think back on it, I'm like, that was the worst flow I've ever been in. It, it, it was like it's blown away Ginny in my mind. And I don't know if it was actually that bad or it was my lack of experience, lack of technique, lack of ability, and lack of, you know, being in different caves to to compare it. But very scary and very uh, eye-opening. And that's when I, I, I keep that in my mind all the time when I'm diving in a cave especially, but any dive. Like I had just stop, just stop what you're doing and get control of your, your freaking head, gear, and self. Yeah, and let's get dive. back to yeah. the realization that we still have to finish it, no matter how bad it is. Right. We got <laughs> yeah, to get back yeah, up. We got to get home. We got to get <laughs> yeah. home clean and safe. All of us. That is the thing Thing with technical diving. You, you try to tell the people there's just uh, no, okay, hit the I'm, I want to go home now button because no. You just right, don't and, just and I try to home. pass it on to just the, yeah. the basic recreational folks too, right? That are right in a little bit of a they're living under that assumption that if it if it gets too much, I can just go to the surface and be done. But right, well, you've been taught that you can eject your yeah, weights, yeah. you can but and, and sure, up. you know, you might because everything's been 
so conservatized, you know, numbers over the years that the chances are slim that something could go wrong. But that's no way to go about the dive, like just giving up and bailing because things get too intense rather than having the the training and the tools to really handle the worst of the worst of the dive and realizing you still got to get home. Right. And be and be, realizing yeah, who's it. law. Like, listen, a decision needs to be made right now. It's either going to get better or get worse based <laughs> off of what we decide to do. Or go down. Let's yeah. let's pick the better one. Yeah. So when you decide, okay, I'm going to just bail, and you drop your weights and you blow to the surface, well, things were bad, but now with your, your pneumothorax or your embolism, so you're spitting blood out, you just made them a little, a right. little bit worse. To me, that's the quintessential, I'm in a bad place, so let's make a, a worse decision. When you are having a problem at the bottom and you make the decision to blow and go, to just lose your weights and... And I'm out of here. You you were having a bad time at the bottom, but it just went to really bad. It went from bad to really yeah, bad. Yeah, no kidding. For your for yourself and potentially the other people you're in the water with too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's going to mm-hmm. definitely be a, a snowball that's kicked down the the hill, right? Of of no telling right. how big that thing's gonna get. The scooters, you know, adding that extra piece of gear just adds one more complexity, one more thing to manage. And I've had, you know, I've been on a lot of scooter dives, and I've seen the scooter dives go bad. Well, yeah, because the idea like, was, you know, we'll take the scooters so that we can get up to the jump because it's going to be a lot of work right, getting there. Right. And if by the time we get to the jump, we're going right. to be low on gas, so we're not going to really get much time making the jump, so we'll scooter there, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, at, at some point, somebody's oh, yeah. got to step in and go, all right, this one didn't work. Or somebody oh, forgets yeah. to lock their trigger. I've seen that a million times. The, I forgot to lock my trigger, throws their scooter to the side, the tow cord catches it, and takes them for a ride and inside of a cave with the, the tow cord wrapped around and the I trigger. And I can easily Bad news. hear a lot of people go, well, who the hell would ever do that? Uh, so, so I've seen experience. Yeah, super yeah. And, and when when one yeah. little thing starts not going well, and it gets compounded mm-hmm. with that affects something else, which affects something else. The 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 yeah. the most basic and simple of decisions can easily start to get overlooked. Oh yeah, that scooter. It, so you throw it off to the side. You're at a a T or whatever. You throw it off to the side. Your cord gets wrapped around it. And it starts taking you for a ride in that in that little area in the cave on a clay bottom, destroys the visibility. Now think of it going, that prop goes right into that line and cuts the lines all up. Now you have no lines, no vis, and a scooter taking you wherever it wants to. Unless you know how to, which you should, but a lot of people don't have the... I don't know what's the thought process. Okay, grab my prop. Hey, listen, just grab this. Uh, just stop this. This yeah. was bad. Yeah, but I think you just made them worse. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Old Hoots Law, baby. Dang. Well, hey, that was a astronaut's perspective, but I think it's very fitting for divers out there. I mean. Obviously, from what we just talked about for 
cave divers, but technical divers, recreational divers, I easily can can put myself in situations mm-hmm. over the years where I've seen recreational divers something start to go wrong and the choice of decisions made it worse and and w- even for in- instructors you know uh, instructors often can get a a sense of infallibility to themselves because the dives are so basic and so routine especially at that just basic open water level but well you let your down, uh you let your guard down there mm-hmm. things can easily get turned for the worse oh yeah complacency complacency that's it and then uh you know for for students out there right having the assumption that the instructors always going to be able to make the right decision i mean you can see here like i mean here these guys are like top 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 level brilliant ast- astronauts right that just made as as, as bad, bad of decisions. a bad decision as you could possibly <laughs> make trip down the power, the power cord, cord. Right. trip down the out, outlet yeah electrical oh <clears throat> <laughs> Son of a bitch, yeah. All right, well, hey, everybody. Um, that was a fun little uh, dive into the problem-solving mentality of the astronaut's guide. Do, uh, do you have a cool story you would like to share with us where you had an experience with what you now know is Hoot's Law? Tell us. Share it with us. Let us know. Send us an email about it. Write it on our Facebook page. Come to one of our Zoom happy hours and share that story with us so that we all can learn from it and uh, have a, a fun, engaging, and interesting discussion. And maybe, maybe a chuckle. I've got no problem with laughing a... at some of the mistakes I've made in the past. Well, you know, Hoots Law isn't just for diving and, and like, you know, astronauts. Hoots Law goes in regular life, too. So, for example... You have a one night stand. She gets pregnant. Now you marry her. Okay? Whoa, you decide whoa, to marry whoa. Her. You just made it worse. You went Dude, from you just made it worse. bad to <laughs> out of the frying pan into the fire, you dumbass. Then she says, <laughs> let's have another one. And then you say, okay. Yes, well, yeah, she starts, she starts to get depressed, you know, postpartum depression. You think, oh, another, another kid will you make just, her happy. You just made it so worse. You have another one. <laughs> Exactly. And then her parents, parents are having financial troubles. So you say, come on in and move in with us. Well, <laughs> you, just, you just made it worse. You just made it worse. It worse. <laughs> and then you, you have a bad day with the whole family thing. And you're like, I got to go have a drink. You meet another girl. <laughs> she, yeah, yeah. Th- this one's, this different. one's different. She doesn't have all the baggage that my other... <laughs> My old family has. No. Nah. <laughs> Not yet. Well, we just made it worse. <laughs> yeah, so going from bad to worse. That was a that was a fun little dive. Yeah, good one, James. This is uh this is definitely to me one of the more if not the most um uh positive lesson to be learned. Like something you can take with you diving forever. You know, I've got a few things like that that I've learned from great instructors and great, just great people with smart, intelligent, experienced points of view. So, all yeah, right, people, let's get out uh, of here. we will see you next week. Uh, you want to sign logbooks real quick? 
Signed logbooks, uh, dear Jamesy. Uh, remember Brando's Law. Or you'll <laughs> you'll get arrested. Brando's Law uh, carries a heavy All right. Uh, let me sign yours. Brando, that was, uh, that was a rough dive, but hey, it happens to the best of us. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't get worse. All right, everybody. We'll see you next week. Safe diving. Reminds me of the joke, the guy's on the airplane, you know, and the, the co-pilot comes on and says, attention passengers, just letting you know, we lost, we lost an engine, but no big deal. We've got three more, can easily make it to our destination on three engines. <coughs> We're just going to be delayed, you know, a little bit. A few minutes later, pilot comes on and says, attention everybody, we've lost a second engine, but we still have two. Uh, we're going to be about an hour late. We're going to be moving a little bit slower, but nothing to worry about. We've got tons of power and tons of ability to, to fly this aircraft. Just going to be a little bit later. About 15 minutes later, pilot comes back on again. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> uh, I want you to know that we lost a third engine. We're okay. We can easily get to our destination with one engine. We're just going to be delayed a little bit further, probably another hour or so. <laughs> <laughs> One passenger, you know, kind of bumps the guy next to him with the elbow and says, Man, if we lose one more engine, we're never going to get there. <laughs> <laughs>